Michael, a boy who desperately wants to be a man. I have a story to tell you. It's kind of about a man, kind of about a bear, but mostly it's about a podcast. Where have you been? You look horrible. Trample off. It's Brother Bear. Welcome to the Center Cut. I am Brother Michael. I guess I'm Brother David. I don't know. Why are we why are we brothers? Because we're all brothers. Don't David. like it. We're all brothers. And today we have one of the small list of return guests on the podcast, fellow-ish podcaster, OG listener, and one of the best humans alive. Okay. Hi guys. Thanks for having me back. Hello. Okay, I don't say this lightly. I don't like many people on Earth, but you are one of the few that I do. I also don't like many people on Earth, and you're one of the few people I do. Dave uh, remains to be seen, Dave. It's fine. Now, I said fellow-ish podcaster because your podcast, Unearthed Gems, has ended. It has. You did do that. It exists. Now, Kay, you were here last time as a pinch hitter to cover Cabin in the Woods, but now you got to pick your own thing. Yeah. And you picked Brother mm. Bear. Why? Yeah. <laughs> Number one reason is that I don't know any men who have watched it. Mm, okay. This was a good way to get you guys to do it. Maybe it's because this whole fucking movie, well, okay, I say whole movie, but as always, we only watched the first 15 in the last 15 minutes, and it's sad as fuck, <gasps> and I don't like it. I don't know that it's sad all the way through. In the first 15 minutes, we learned his brother dies. In the Spoiler. last 15 minutes, we learned he killed, a, he learned he killed his, his little baby brother's Yeah, mom. but then it's uplifting at the end. David, did you not watch the end? No, it's oh, not. No, we'll get there. It's not we uplifting. We'll get there. It's not. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> Dave, what are we doing? I knew you teased it. I told you already. Well, you said we watched the end, but what else are we doing? Yeah. Then Kay's got questions for us. We'll recap the middles. You know. We're not going to recap know. the middles. We'll recap the ends. We're going to recap the ends. And then we'll talk yeah, about it. and then we're going to guess about the middle that we didn't see yeah like they okay <laughs> so brother bear is sort of a forgotten disney movie it came out in 2003 and it was one of the like last old school non-computer animated films yeah and while i never knew this existed it did do decent at the box office it stars the voice of joaquin phoenix among others it's got music from phil collins and some tina turner sprinkled in for good measure here's the interesting part though it has a really gross 37 percent critic score on rotten tomatoes but it was also nominated for best feature film at the oscars like what gives how can it be critically panned and critically acclaimed enough to be nominated at the academy awards like that doesn't make any sense how can it be both things was there just not enough animated films that year and they had to nominate bad ones? <laughs> I don't get it. Can they go back and change the critic score once they start canceling people for just being white men and pretending to be Native Americans? <laughs> I wish. Maybe. Because that's what the basically the entire cast is. You know, it's always a little bit concerned me. Because this is a movie that is partly a depiction of an indigenous tribe their belief system and the animals that they could have lived near or relied on. I would encourage everyone to go ahead and search the word indigenous or native on your social media platform of choice and get a better understanding of what has happened and what is currently happening with the native people around the world, including how to help the Hawaiian people after the fires, um, missing and murdered indigenous women projects 
residential school unearthing, loss of native lands, business owners, tribal leaders, ways that you can assist and be educated about them, especially in your own local community. Also, it, I don't know if you guys know this, but if you go to native-land.ca, you can actually find out whose land you're on just by putting in your zip code. Wow, that's cool. I mean, sad, but cool. Right. <laughs> right. But yeah, I think it's important to remember that in all of our, you know, counties, states, countries, continents, there were native indigenous people who lived there. It's not just that we... I mean, <laughs> As a badly homeschooled person, I was basically taught that, you know, oh, you know, Native Americans were here, but when the colonists came, it was just a party. And that's like where the start of America happened. But there were like... Not a party. Right. <laughs> there was other stuff that happened. Yeah. It's like there were some people at the house, but then some other people came and started having a party. And then the people that were at the house just decided like... And then the new people said, get the fuck out of our house. We're going to murder you in your own <laughs> yeah, house. Yeah. Basically, the new people were like, do our drugs or get right. the fuck out of here. And they were like, oh, okay. I think it's just, it's important to note that when there is a job that especially depicts a person of color, maybe give the person of color the job and maybe don't expect Joaquin Joaquin Phoenix, yeah, who has, you know, a Mexican name to (laughs) be the Mexican to stand by for that role. I do get, though, that it is Disney. I've tried to watch Pocahontas. Don't even get me started on that. But I think that Brother Bear is a very good depiction of not just a tribe that could be or could have been, but the mythology of, you know, the storytelling of the world that our ancestors once believed in, regardless of what what heritage we have. So I just I think it's nice. And actually, it's I think it's a light story. Yes, there's death, but it's not really going to hit home if there isn't hardship in the story too truth you need hardship or it's not a story who wants to watch something that's great the whole time apparently dave me (laughs) me please well thank you for filling in the gaps Kay, and we appreciate you but before the bear eats our fish i think we need to get into these recaps what does that even mean Before we steal more Native people's land, let's get into the recaps. <laughs> oh, God. That's way worse. We just I appreciate it. One. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sorry, everyone, for leading into that. We open to an old man with a wolf necklace narrating a story in Inuit. It starts to get translated into English for us. It's a story of him and his two brothers when they were young. He continues narrating, and we learn that the Northern Lights are a source of magic. We see the Northern Lights floating around what I'm assuming is supposed to be this world's version of Denali. Yeah, like Alaska. The tallest mountain in the world in Alaska. Looks very similar, and also it would make sense with everything going on. We do see an old woman who has climbed up said tallest mountain in the world, and she picks up a rock and some magic happens. This has early Lion King vibes. Like, you got the ancestors in the sky, there's a stampede in a little bit, there's a wrinkly shaman, there's names that are cooler than boring white names, like like Mufasa and Kanai. Like, it's it's, 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 it's kind of like Lion King, but in Alaska. It's Kenai. Kenai, Kanai, whatever. Well, one of the cool things that I was looking oh, at when I was like reading like the history of this movie, Tarzan, because, you know, Phil Collins made that amazing soundtrack. He did that for us. <laughs> um, the night that... 
Tarzan opened in London in 1999, he was approached to do this new project, which would become Brother Bear. He had never written a score before. So he went and asked different people to help him basically figure out the score while Disney was figuring out who would be part of the story and then like what the story would actually be. So I kind of feel like everybody who worked on Brother Bear didn't really know what they were doing. So they pulled inspiration from wherever they could. It was really a collaborative process. So yeah, definitely some Lion King vibes. I mean, even down to the music, there was still learning happening. Well, next is daytime, and a younger boy slash man, like like teen, late teen, I would have to say, is running excitedly, but also being chased by a stampede of caribou. He and his two brothers quickly duck behind their kayaks as caribou run by, around, and over them, and they are nearly avoiding certain death. So this main character, this this is Kenai. And I like when cartoons make their characters have a resemblance to the voice actors playing them. And I feel like Kenai has a Joaquin Phoenix look about his face. I think so too, especially in his younger years. Yeah. 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 He does. Didn't see it. Oh, really? Oh, okay. So his brothers yell at him for a while and they're kind of angry at what just happened. But we do learn that today is his big manhood ceremony but they have to catch some fish first for the festivities. So they get get to work on that. We do learn that the three brothers, in order oldest to youngest, are named Sitka, Danahi, and Kenai. I wrote it down and knew, and then I just couldn't. That's okay. And then the old lady's name is Tanana. Idiot. Tanana. Oh, I I didn't even, I don't know if they said her name in our 15 minutes or not. I should have made that a question. So we have Sitka, Denahi and Kinai, they catch their fish while we see a bunch of nature shots of the the wonderful, beautiful nature that they're in. And we hear Tina Turner's great spirits. We see a few things interesting of note. Uh, Kinai rides a mammoth, which has to be pretty far back if mammoths yeah. are in the picture. He's kind of just a like a dick little brother. <laughs> He's just an asshole. It's like, just fucking chill a little. We see the rest of their tribe preparing for the ceremony back on their rock. And uh, we learn that today, Kenai is going to get a totem, which is meant to symbolize his kind of his spirit and what he needs to embody in order to become a man. Mm -hmm. And so he's expecting something cool, like a saber-toothed tiger for like bravery or strength or something like that. But uh, we also see that at this point, he goes to tie up a basket full of their catch of the day before the ceremony begins. Does a terrible job tying it up and it falls and he looks back at it and he's like, man, whatever. His totem should have been a sloth because he's fucking lazy. He really is, but... Are sloths lazy or just slow? Both. Both. But, I mean... Okay. The whole point of the totem is that you can kind of like embody that and it'll enrich your life. He had already, in, you know, embodied sloth. He needed something faster, something gotcha. that, you know, had more responsibility, honestly. Tanana returns back from her climb that has claimed the life of 129 <laughs> claim, uh, trained mountain climbers since 1932. But this small old woman did it just fine. Don't worry. She has returned. She gives a, a good speech about all the, the spirit stuff and, and uh, calls Kenai up to get his totem. Get ready. She's excited. It's a good one. Oh, it's going to be so good. A bear. Oh, man, a bear. To symbolize love. Why do bears symbolize love? Why bear love? Because they they hug you, and they envelop you in, in warmth and pleasure. 
Bears hug you to murder you. Love is murder, bro. Where have you been? You're the worst. Wow. <laughs> that was deep. Why bear love? I think specifically this bear embodies love for Kenai. Like she went up to the mountain and spoke to the spirits for him specifically. So, I mean, I don't know how many other animals happened during that time were around but there was a lot of people in that tribe there's got to be another bear in there there could be another bear would that bear also be love i don't think so would both love bears be intend to be love no haven't you seen the care bears each bear has a special power that's true that's true that's a good point do you think he nice belly lights up that'd be really cool also side note we kind of live in an area where there are bears Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. my therapist had talked to me about bringing pepper spray with me on my walks Mm -hmm. because I kind of would just say hi to a bear, and she was like, you need to... bear love. Well, because I would just be like, oh, hey, I did not expect you to be on this walk, too. And she was like, get some self-awareness and some pepper spray. And I was like, all right, I guess I should do that. So, after... The ceremony, Kenai's a little bummed because this was not what he was expecting. And Denahi does do a good job of kind of making fun of him a bit, which sets him off even more. But we do learn that his brothers, so we learn that Sitka has an eagle. His uh, his eagle totem is to symbolize guidance. And Denahi, we don't, we saw the wolf early on in the beginning, but we don't know for, we don't learn for sure that it is a wolf at this point, but we do know that his totem symbolizes wisdom. And I never would have put two and two together that a wolf is wisdom. Yeah, none of the animals make sense. With uh, I mean, the eagle things. and guidance, I can see. Like, they're high above, yeah, they can see shit and be like, bro, it's over there. Bro, it's over there. That's eagles for I you. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess. Again, it's, it's specifically for the person wearing it. Hmm. Well, they figure out at this point that the fish got done got taken by the bear. How bear love if take fish? Mm. Kenai goes chasing after it. We also learn that Denahi took two weeks to make this basket. Get it together, bro. Two days max. I've made baskets. Slacker. Like, get to work, dude. He didn't have, like, any streaming show to watch while he was doing it. It's true. Neither did I. I learned how to do it in a cabin in the woods at summer camp. Oh, my God. Bucket of water. Wow. Yeah. It didn't take me two weeks. So he goes after this bear and his brothers go after him and they find him fighting the giant bear. They try to help distract it and get it away from him. It ends up chasing after them. It's a whole big, how do you do? And then they end up getting into a long tussle with it. And to save his brothers, Sitka drives his spear deep into an ice shelf on a cliff that he is near the edge of. And a giant chunk of said cliff breaks off with Sitka and the bear falling together hundreds of feet down into a river below, saving his brothers from the scary bear. We do see pretty quickly that the bear survives. It emerges from the water and swims to shore and runs off into the woods. The uh, remaining brothers climb down the mountain and look for Sitka, and they cannot find him anywhere. They end up finding his caribou hood so at this point it's like oh you've i mean you found a piece of clothing you must be dead yo if the bear survived why didn't he i don't get it comparing your ability to take a hit and a bear's ability to take a hit are just like two drastically different things but they landed in water they also had half a glacier on top of them and shit falling okay 
When's the last time you jumped a few hundred feet into water, even without the ice You know falling? he wouldn't do that. Yeah. No. He doesn't go in water. Why these Disney movies always out here killing the real ones? That's a damn good question. Because if they killed Danahi, we would have been like, all right. <laughs> like, there wouldn't have been any any emotion tied to that Plus, shouldn't Sitka have used his eagleness and just guided them out of there. He wasn't. He didn't have his eagleness. Not yet. very eagle of you, my dude. You don't. You don't. You don't get your your special northern light until you die. Animal powers until after you die. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. At the end of the movie, we see him turn into a fucking glowing golden eagle and yeah, fly but, into the yeah, sky. But, you think he just does no, that? But, yes, I do because. No, I, I know that he's dead, but I'm saying I don't think you have to die to get it because, uh, spoiler, we see in a little bit that Kenai is, has his bareness. Mm. He's not his dead power yet. isn't to turn into a bear. His brother turned him into uh, a bear. But you just said you have to be dead to Im- embody your thing. To, to have your special magical powers. But some other, uh, someone else who's dead with their magical powers can use them uh, to turn you no, into an that's animal. that's dumb. No, so you're saying then that Kenai can't love anybody until he dies? That doesn't make any sense, bro. No. His brother could have guided all he wants, but to turn into an eagle I, and have the power to turn other people into an animal, I, okay. he had I'm to not, die. I know. I'm not saying actually turning into an eagle, but I'm saying you have the power of eagle within you. That is your totem. Mm. Why couldn't you have guided them out of there? His guidance was to sacrifice himself so they could survive. This no. is a good classification, guys. Okay. This is a good classification, though, because if this was like a sci-fi movie or Animorphs, they would have the animal <laughs> powers. However, that doesn't happen in this movie. I'm sorry. Okay. It is two separate things that you can be a good guide and also once you die, you can be an eagle. Okay, but why didn't he guide? He guided after he was dead. Well, that's too late. It was. It sucks. Sucks to suck, Sitka. Damn. Yeah, you're right. You got me there. It's cold, bro. Anyway, moving on. Well, back at the tribe, we see the beginnings of a funeral. Kenai and Danahi are standing next to a fire where they, they burn the hood and the spear and the, the totem for Sitka, which makes me feel like they found more of him. But yeah, and then... As the fire's blazing, we see Kenai with an angry, vengeful look on his face, and then he walks away, and our 15 minutes at the beginning of Brother Bear has ended. And now the last 15 minutes picks up at one hour, three minutes, and five seconds. Just short movie, bro. We open to a little cub who we later learn is named Coda, regaling a group of varying aged bears with a tale about a recent bear battle involving his mom. I imagine that Coda was in a good chunk of the middle of this movie. I need to see him for like three seconds to think he's just like the fucking cutest, most lovable little fucking bear I've ever seen. (laughs) He's a cute little bear. He was, yeah. Now, interspersed in his tale, we see flashbacks from the first 15. So it's clear that Coda's mom that he's talking about was the bear that caused Sitka to sacrifice himself. However, during this, we also learn and see Kenai is somehow a bear now. Don't know how that happened. And presumably that either he or Danahi killed the mother bear at a later point. We get more info later, but... There was a scene of 
the mother bear charging at him and him laying on the ground holding yeah. a spear up. So we don't know for yeah. sure, but it's pretty. We can and especially pretty especially with later, we we can assume that Kenai is the one who killed Koda's mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sad, but why is he a bear? bear How no, is he a bear? bear no How is he a bear? How is he a bear? His brother's magic okay. turned him into a bear. All right, duh. Eye for an eye, though. The bear killed eye Sitka. What do you mean? Fuck around and find out. That's what they say. The bear didn't kill Sitka. Sitka uh, killed himself. But the bear led to Sitka's death. In order death. to prevent the bear from killing his... Technically, his didn't Kenai kill his brother Sitka? So Kenai yeah. killed his brother and a bear. I mean, Kenai could have tied the basket better, and the bear wouldn't have come, and they wouldn't be in the bear situation where Sitka had to kill himself to save his brothers. So kind of, sort of, Kenai killed his brother. But I also think, like, Danahi making fun of his brother a bunch for the love bear and not letting it go, so his brother feeling like he needed to prove something and show that he was a strong man mm. and chasing after the bear could also be a little butterfly effect. This is a stew of bear shit. <laughs> it's a stew of bad brothers is what it is. Human, They're all bad. human shit, really. Yeah. Yep. Kenai realizes how shitty this all is now that now that he has the bear perspective. So he runs off all bear-like in a panic. He sees the Northern Lights or the Aurora Borealis. If you uh. Crushed it. Uh, <laughs> I wish I could just leave right now. I should just leave. Later on, Koda comes and finds Kenai. Kenai starts to tell Koda the truth about everything, and we get the main theme from Phil Collins. No way out. Coda backing up with a tear. Oh, oh, yeah. Those precious moments, eyes too. Oh. Yeah. When when Kenai gets to the God part damn. where Coda's mom was killed, and and he just like just like the big sad and crying. I don't like yeah, this story, and then runs away. Oh my God. That part was sad. Kenai does go after him, apologizing along the way, and until he makes a bear print in the snow, and then brushes it. He brushes the digits part to make them longer like human fingers i think mm -hmm. i think that's mm -hmm. what he's doing mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. i mm -hmm. interpreted that right we cut to danahi who's up on a mountain shivering and i think the implication is that he's out searching for kenai danahi believes that the super bear killed both of his brothers killing all of his family yeah, yeah. all right a super bear an eagle shows up though sitka most likely since this movie is just the film Jack Frost starring Michael Keaton and just you, when you die you become things or uh, what's that other one fluke where the dude turns into a dog reincarnation bro anyway I don't remember that you don't one. remember fluke oh man you gotta watch fluke do you know fluke hey no but I want to oh my god you guys gotta watch fluke <laughs> fluke was the shit I mean it's not a good movie but it was the shit <laughs> good <laughs> Um, it was shit it just was yeah, shit. it was good you it was, sure it was that's good. not I mean, it's about reincarnation if you like reincarnation you like puppies Check it out. Well, how can you go do, wrong? Do dogs die? No. The, a, du a dude gets in a car accident and then becomes a puppy and gets adopted by his by his ex-wife and son. So he oh. like, gets to be with his son still. Okay. Anyway, enough about Fluke. Sitka, quote-unquote, guides Denahi to start heading a different way. But we move on from that for a little bit. We meet two moose, brothers Took and Rut, who are very Canadian. They stumble upon a tearful coda whom they call Smallish Bear. One of them, I'm not sure who's who, is tired of the other and says that Smallish Bear is going to be their new brother. But then they immediately kiss and make up by saying, I love Dew. 
I don't know, whatever. And then want to celebrate by going to share some barley amber weed on a bed of malted hops, a.k.a. they're getting moose drunk. Uh, Dave Thomas plays Took. Ah, the guy from Wendy's. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Later that day, we see Kenai huffing and puffing up a mountain, begging for Sitka's help and guidance. And he sees what appears to be an outline of a giant eagle in the sky, but it morphs into a lunging Danahi with a spear. Aw, shit. Not good, because he's a bear. This is also... This This took me a little on the uh, racism path, because Danahi only sees the color of the bear. Not that it's a completely different bear. Not that it's a juvenile bear. It's not the same bear. That's interesting that you would apply racism to that. No, but I hear what you're saying, though. Just like, so yeah. if I see two dogs and I think like, oh, I like I don't recognize the difference between those two dogs. Racism. I, I'm biracial, so maybe I just have a different view. No, I'm not. I'm not saying it's wrong or anything. It's just interesting. I just wouldn't have. I just kind of. I guess this is also an, an interesting situation where it is also a, a man in, in bear. So it's like a little bit of both. I kind. suppose the animators also made Coda's mom be like an aged, very grown up, mm. like larger bear. Mm. Whereas. She was considerably skinny. Yes. For sure. Like weathered. You know, she had hibernated yeah. a few seasons. The, the only thing I'll argue, though, is, like, if I'm seeing a bear, I'm not, like, I'm not really, t- I'm not soaking in what that bear looks like. I'm mm. seeing bear and just, like, I'm getting the fuck out of there. So I don't think it's fair to say, like, I see another bear and I need to know the difference between the bears. I don't, I, I don't know. He mm. was, well, yeah, but he was, like, up on a ledge and saw bear and thought stab. That's different than seeing bear and saying run. No, I know, but what I'm saying is like he didn't really get a great image of the first bear to be like, oh, this is a different bear. Sure. That's true. That's what I'm saying. But anyway, whatever. Thank you for your perspective, Kay. So, Danahi and Kenai the bear start tussling and Kenai is still just desperately asking for Sitka to change him back, which is interesting that he can be changed back. I wouldn't have thought that was a thing. I just assumed like once he was turned into a bear, that's it. He's a bear. They do fall down a mountain a bit and as Danahi pulls out a knife to stab slash slice up Kenai bear Koda just comes flying in the picture knocks him over Koda runs for Danahi's spear but Danahi manages to grab it and just as he's about to plunge it into a diving Kenai we see Sitka the sky opens up and then we see like a spirit eagle swoop up Kenai the ground starts to turn green and then a spinning Kenai bear turns into a naked Kenai man. Very Beauty and the Beast moment, isn't it? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wasn't fully with Denahi in his actions towards Kenai, but can understand because he is more of an adult bear. When he started to look like he was going to hurt Coda, I was like, this man needs to die. Agree there. The spirit bird turns into a glowing Sitka ghost who unwraps Danahi's spear, steals his fur shawl, and puts it on Kenai, because if there's anything that ghost birds hate, it's naked native men. They just can't stand stinky, uncircumcised penises. Same girl. Maybe he kept his bear penis. You don't know if everything changed back. Oh, he's got a bear dick still. Yeah, could be. What kind of dick does a bear have? Now clothed, Kenai can no longer understand Koda, who grunts, scared from behind a rock. It's kind of sad. 
where he's just like grunting like a wild animal now. But Coda still seems to understand Kenai's English, which, why are these people speaking English? Essentially, the first scene of what we now know is old Danahi telling this story and it transitioning from Inuit to English makes it feel like we are just seeing the movie in English, even though they weren't speaking it. I don't like it. Just give us subtitles. Come on, Disney. Don't be a coward. I love a subtitle. Or maybe, you know what? Maybe Coda's not understanding his English. Maybe Coda just like recognizes the smell after a few seconds. Probably. Brown bear's dick is about 25 centimeters long, guys. Holy sh... Wait, how oh much... What's a centimeter compared to centimeters, an inch? I'm never good at that. I know. You, yeah, you're too American to know the difference. Are there three centimeters in an inch? Um, Like two and a oh, half, okay. I think. So I wasn't that far off. An inch is like a yard and centimeters are like... 25 feet. centimeters is 9.8 inches. Holy moludo. That bro working with a 10-inch dick as a bear. Anyway. Sick of change me back, except, <laughs> except that. I'm the love man. I have a love totem. Come on. You know. Let me I, keep that love know, totem. You know, I'm the, I'm the love bear. Anyway. You know. Anyway, after some consensual hugging, Kenai decides that Koda needs him. So he's like, Danahi, sorry, bro. I'm going to be a bear again. <laughs> I missed my 10-inch dick. Switch me this back. Is like, Quick. This is like Michael Scott in the dinner party episode. Snip, snap, snip, snap, snip, snap. Like, if I was <laughs> Sitka, I'd be like, fuck you, dude. Like, you just had bro. me change you to man. I'm not changing you right back. What do you think this is? I only have so much magic I mean, juice. honestly, though. And you're sucking me like, dry. I just changed you to a man, like, literally a minute and a half ago. You were begging <laughs> for know. five minutes. Switch me back. <laughs> switch me back. And then as soon as I made you into human, you're like, nah, bear, please. Yeah. Outrageous. Out Fool. Outrageous. You know, you can still take care of a baby cub as a, a right? man. Yeah. It's not like, like you're a man and that's a baby bear and you're like, well, I guess, nope. <laughs> I guess I got to murder it now. I feel like wildlife refuges would have a problem with that statement because I think that the the point of like rehabilitation for orphaned animals is to get them to the point where they can handle themselves in the wild by themselves. Yeah, but look at Grizzly Man. Best no, movie. thank you. Love that movie. Is he the one that killed him, that got killed by the bears? Yeah, him and his girlfriend got eaten by bears. Mm. Yeah, I love that. I would like to not. It's a top five movie for me, and that's not even an exaggeration. Wow. I've, se- I've seen it five times. It's so good. Fucking it is wild. so good. That's, that's wild. Anyway, bro. anyway, anyway, anyway. So Kenai, Danahi, and Ghost Sitka all hug while he transforms back to a bear again, all while Koda and Big Ghost Bear Mom hug too in the corner. A lot of hugging in this movie. I'm into it. Also, I find it interesting that you stressed that it was a consensual hug between the brothers. It was. It, it was. Um, I just like that you... It's just because he was naked, yeah. so... Oh, Michael, I see. Assumes you gotta get sex consent. When someone's not Good job. Yep, mean, have you true. ever hugged anyone naked that wasn't involving sex, David? No. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Thank you for proving my point. Consent is sexy. Yep. I can lay down a naked hug without sex. Uh, I mean, I can, but it usually... You know, just saying. Anyway, here, listen to this. I'm listening. Kenai's got the bear totem around his neck. Which is hella redundant. Like, imagine if I wore a big necklace with a chubby man on it. It doesn't make any sense. You're a bear. You don't need a necklace of a bear on you. We know you're a bear. Hold on. Hold on. Can you do that? Wear a necklace with a big chubby man? Like, wear a necklace with me on it. (laughs) I would enjoy that immensely, and I think you're knocking it without trying it. And I think (laughs) that it's a good idea, and you should do it. Okay, I'll think about it. Dave, you, you said that you want a necklace with Michael on it? I want Michael to wear a necklace with Michael on it. Oh, Ghost Mom and Sitka climb up to the sky and fade away. 
Danahi and the two bears wrestle, and we cut to a ceremony among our people from the beginning while old Danahi narrates. At old Danahi's funeral, because when they were wrestling, he got laid on by a... <laughs> 600 pound bear and died. died. Yeah. But Tina Turner reprises her dope song from the beginning, and we watch as Bear Kenai dips his paw in a bowl of blood. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's probably like crushed berries or something. Uh, and, and he leaves a. I mean, it might be blood. Yeah, I think so. It's bear oh, okay. blood. <laughs> yeah. It's really yeah. wild. And he leaves a big bear print in the cave of human hands because, in the end, we're all brothers, man. <laughs> wow. I don't think that's true. And that's but brother thank bear. You. That's brother bear. That's it. We're all brothers, man. Brother bear. Now, before we get into the questions that Kay has amazingly created for us, it's time to put a spear in the center commercial. I'm going to use my magical dead powers to transform this episode into a center commercial. Today's episode is brought to you by The Center Cut. Me and David, we haven't had added in a little bit. It's because I'm lazy. It's because I'm lazy. And more importantly, we just don't want to bog you down with ads. So we have an ad. It's us and we paid for it to ourselves to do it. It's weird. True. It's a weird human centipede ad type thing. It's odd. We're here and we're just asking you to go and rate and review us on whatever pod catcher you use to listen to the episode. It's that easy. It's so easy. It doesn't even cost you anything. It takes like, it costs you three seconds of your time. I mean, more than three seconds, but. It's not like we're asking you to sacrifice yourself to the river to save your brothers. Just a rate and review. It's easy. Please, please, please. And if you have feedback, as always, send it to thecentercutcast at gmail.com and maybe hit up them socials. You got it. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Buenos noches. All right, we're back. Change me back into the episode now, please. I know we just, I know, I know, I know I had you change me into a commercial, but change me right back now. No, <laughs> I don't have as much magic juice in me as Sitka, so sorry. You're going to have to wait in like 15 minutes at least. I'm going to need a power bar or something. <laughs> we are here. I am excited to smash you, to crush you in a bear hug, David, uh, with Kay's awesome questions about the middle. Whatever makes you happy, Michael. Okay, are you ready to quiz us? Yeah, I I mean, the first question is, would that hug be consensual? No, probably not. Kind of what I figured. Not even, not even clothed. Question number one. Hmm. We see Danahi wearing his totem at the start of the movie when he's the old man in the cave. How often did the wise animal come up in the story? I don't think it is ever mentioned that the animal is actually a wolf. I have the same answer, Dave. I don't think it ever came up. I think it's a trick question. I, I Just a gut feeling that I have. It was never, never came up. So that's actually not <laughs> what I was trying to ask. But you both got the right answer. There were no, yeah. <laughs> there were no wolves in the movie. I love it. And I, I actually had to Google Ooh. what the totem was that Danahi had. I didn't recognize I that animal. I thought it was animal. an owl. I thought I it was also, an owl. Also thought it was an owl. I also thought okay. it was an owl. So we're not crazy. It looked like and an, then, owl, an owl. And I Wolf. thought it was an owl without knowing that the totem was wisdom. Mm -hmm. And then I was even more so yeah. like, oh, it's for sure an owl. Well, like yeah, in like pop, in man. the American culture, <laughs> owls are wise, right? That's what I'm saying. And like, pops. like elephants never forget. Mm. That's just something yeah. that we had probably us 90s kids. Well, one to one. Good start. All right. So you guys just mentioned that 
Kenai at the end was wearing his totem. Mm -hmm. However, if you remember back at the funeral scene, I don't think he had his totem the whole time. He actually did something with it. What happened to his totem? Listen, if this wasn't a Disney movie, you know that I would be saying he shoved it up his fanny. <laughs> and it was like and it was like a nightlight. Like he wasn't really a bear in the middle there. What's it was just like that that's it what was turned projecting him into a bear. the bear around him. Yeah. He turned into a bear by taking his totem as a positive. Yeah, it was like a nightlight. You know, like the, the light inside the thing and, and the bear was the thing. Anyway, that I know like while that's realistic, it's not family friendly. So instead, I'ma say that he sharpens it into a shiv wow. to shank a bear bitch. Whoa. <laughs> Wild. Wild. I think the easy answer is in his fight with Coda's mom, it somehow gets ripped off. And that's what makes Denahi think that he is was killed by the bear. Disney's so upfront sometimes with that kind of stuff that, yeah, I'm locking that in. My only other answer was like after he killed Coda's mom, he shoved it up her ass. Um, was immediately like so bummed at the fact that he killed a bear and he was his thing was a bear love that he like threw it off a clip or something and Denali found it. But either way, Denali found it. But I'm going to go with it just like got torn off in his second fight with Coda's mom. So, Dave, you touched on a few key words there. Kenai ripped it off of his neck and threw it into the fire with Sitka's jacket at the funeral. Denahi picked it up and then carried it with him the whole time. Interesting. So Dave gets one. <sighs> Trash. Mm. Question number three. I mean, you said he sharpened it to a shiv and stabbed a bear with it. So I mean, I, you can't be surprised at the fact that I got points there, homie. I could I could see that being the weapon that killed Koda's mom. <laughs> anyway, okay. Two to one. Kenai went to hunt the bear, who we now know is Koda's mom, and the spirits, including his brother Sitka, made him into a bear so that he could learn some compassion and perspective. He then almost immediately fell off of the mountain, hitting his head in a river rapids in the process. What did he see when he woke up? Uh, I'm Again, I'm between two. I'm going to go with Rut. He wakes up to like probably both of the <laughs> moose just kind of like standing over him, like trying to inspect if he's alive. Oh. Yeah, I'd imagine this is maybe 10 minutes after we stopped watching. And at this point, the movie has been such a fucking bummer that like there the comic relief needs to enter the movie now. And Rick Moranis, here he mm. comes mm. to save the day. Okay. I don't hate that answer. I went with, I, I think he sees an eagle, a.k.a. Sitka. And Sitka's just like shaking his head being like, bro, you clumsy shit. <laughs> That's what I think. Just a disappointed yeah, older brother. Disappointed eagle brother. Okay, Michael gets one. Yeah. 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 Uh, Sitka as an eagle in the tree, in a tree. Fuck yeah. And Tanana was there. They were both there. And Tanana knew that Kenai had been turned into a bear. This was a hilarious scene. <laughs> She's like talking to him, and he's moaning and like growling. And she's like, "Sorry, I don't speak bear." <laughs> But she's basically like, I know you're an asshole. I know what happened. The spirits told me. Okay. All right. Yeah. Two to two. All right. Number four. Comedy duo Took, played by Dave Thomas, and Rhett, played by Rick Moranis, were the other iconic brothers in this film. Can you name a natural predator of the moose? Bears. I think bears are like one of the only animals that are bigger than a moose. So it's got to be that. 
All right, Dave. I don't know that a bear would fuck with a moose. Humans. Hmm. How about that shit? I think more moose get killed by humans than any other predator. You both get a point. All right. Bears and humans are listed on here. Actually, Michael, I'll give you two points because two types of bears are listed. The one... The one... How many races of human are on there? Just one race of human. I apologize. Oh, I bet there's more than one race of human that kills bears. You're probably right. That seems kind of a little... You're, I'll just take the one point. I, I apologize. Know. Do you... Dave, do you want to... Do you want to try to guess another one? No, we're just going to... We're not. We're going to move on. <laughs> we're just going to get a point. Number okay. Five. My favorite predator of the moose is orca whales. <laughs> That's interesting. One one whale just flopped onto the land and crushed a moose once. And- moose go and swim. Oh, oh, okay. And orca whales are the assholes of the sea. Mm. And they go and they kill the moose. Wow. Are mountain lions on there? They fuck shit up. Cougar, yeah. Okay. All right, next one. What was the first kindness that little Coda showed Kenai? I think Kenai was incredibly hungry and didn't know how to hunt mm. without tools so he shows him how to fish 100 percent, right there with you dave i think he gives him <laughs> half of his fish for food because at this point early on kenai still can't figure out how to really be a bear and, and hunt or whatever he couldn't even walk right. as a bear he fell off yeah him, off so him. more on this later as well but i think the answer is he helped him with food fish namely okay coda helped him Get out of a hunter's trap. Oh, okay. Because Kenai just fucking walked into a trap that probably he and the other guys had set up. <laughs> what a he's dumb. Really he's dumb. really dumb. He's not very smart. All right, well, our first one that we both got wrong. Number six. What was the first kindness that Kenai showed Dakota? So I think that Coda is being hunted by a human, maybe even the older brother, Den- Denali or Brian Dennehy, whatever the heck his name is, D- Denahi. And I think Kenai puts himself at risk of bodily harm so that Coda can get away safely. And from that point on, they are they are brother bears. Okay, Dave? So I also think it is saving him from a predator, but I do not think it is a human. I think it is a mammal of some sort. Uh, just because a lot of smaller You need to you need cats. to name an animal because a human is a mammal. So name name a okay, name. Well you mammal. just said hunter, so name exactly what hunter from a, a human. village. So now name name okay, an animal. Uh, th- that is so unfair. How is that unfair? Humans I'm saying okay, it's human. Saying human is similar to me saying mammal. No it's not. A human there is are a mammal. Many different races like, what of are human? you talking about? I just I human is a species, cheap. bro. Like, are you even serious right now? Interesting point <sighs> in the movie. Kenai specifically says humans, and Coda doesn't know that word. He just always says hunters. Oh, so humans are never actually after. Well, I mean, interesting. To all of the animals, they're hunters. Anyway, you have to name it. So I think okay, bro. <laughs> Jesus Teach Christ! Me about you science answered, over here. I you got two no, points I I for naming one. bear. I only took one, Dave. As I only took one. the fucking predator. I only took one. Calm down. I didn't take the two no, points. Didn't. Yes, I did. You, to- you took one until the end when no, you're down one. And then no, you're like, so I got two no, earlier. No, no, no. It is three to three right now. I'm not taking the All right. So I'll say Bobcat. He saves him from a Bobcat. Gold, they are infamous for trying, yes, for trying to, to hunt cubs of bears. And a larger bear like Kenai would be able to hopefully fight them off. Kenai did save Koda from his brother Denahi. 
fine. All that argument over nothingness. <laughs> Four to three. You started it, bro. <laughs> uh. All right, guys. What did Coda say that made Kenai consider going with him to the salmon run? I think he says that sometimes they see hunters there, uh, so he's trying to maybe protect him or maybe even run into Tanana or someone to try and potentially turn himself back. Uh, so maybe it, they see hunters where they go to the salmon run. I think Coda says, bro, all the hottest bear babes are going to be there. If you want to get your little brown bear dick wet, this is the place. It's not little. Are <laughs> bear dicks brown? Speaking of, is this the right venue to ask this? Will I get arrested if I Google what color is a bear's penis? Find out next time on I think Center. I to consider the color of a bear's skin compared to their fur, which is probably still uh, pink. I didn't do Maybe any darker. dick research for this, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> you should know I better. Should, that. Honestly, I should have. How many of our episodes have you listened to? You should be up You're right. <laughs> You're right. It's on you. So am I right? or? <laughs> no, neither of you are right. Damn it. Coda had said that the salmon run was right next to where the aurora borealis touched the top of the mountain quote he knew where the lights touched the earth uh so he thought like oh, oh i can go there and get changed back mm-hmm. so see so i was kind of on the right track but just wrong wrong avenue yep. okay damn four to three all right what did coda little sweet coda tell a spirit while he was riding on a mammoth mom is that you because nothing dies it just comes back as something else Dave? I think he, I think it's a tearjerker. I think he says, I can't find my mom. Oh, man. Bummer. I don't know how to grade this, so I guess you guys can fight about it. Oh, perfect. He says, well, he and Kenai were talking. Kenai finally opened up and said that his brother was a spirit, and Koda understood that that meant that his brother had passed away. So he looks up to the sky and says, thanks, Sitka. If it wasn't for you, I would have never met Kenai. I always wanted a brother. So I don't think we... It's adorable. I don't think but we either. No points. Yeah, I don't think we... Yeah, I don't think either of us got a point. Yep. No points. All right. There were a couple of gym bros vying for the affection of a pretty lady. Set the scene for me, starting with what type of animal they are. I think they're bears. And this is when they kind of get to the salmon run. And these two dudes are like measuring dicks by seeing who can catch the biggest salmon. And they like keep showing off like their big salmon catches to this girl trying to press her okay so i think it's something another animal outside of what we've seen so far and the other ones we've seen are humans bears and moose i don't think it's any of those and 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 we hear about oh we see caribou yeah and we also hear about mammoth i don't think it's any of those so i think it's something like not an elk but like like a like a like a mountain like a one of those like mountain ram things Something that lives in a mountain. So, like, look a mountain ram. Th- those can be beefy. I think they're just rams. Well, whatever. Mountain sheep, mountain goat. Yeah, that type of thing. So, you got like two mountain goat ram beefy things. No, I'm sorry, sir. You need to name a specific It's, it's a beefy ram. And they are fighting over a female ram, which I looked up. And, and unfortunately, I think it's called a ewe, but we can call it an ewe for the purpose of this answer. So, they're fighting over an ewe, and <laughs> they, they do the locking horns thing that those types of animals do mm-hmm. until they both get hurt and cry. Michael gets one. Yeah? What? <laughs> no way. It is a mountain goat. I mean, they're, they're two mountain goats, and they're butting heads, and they get a oh, rush. They get a rush every time they bump heads. So they get, like, boners. Yes. Not quite. It's a exactly. Disney boners. Disney boners. Okay. Boners in their head. Do they get hurt and cry? No. Oh. What happens is the guy, the bears, 
ask them for directions. Like, hey, can you tell us where the rest of the bears are? are basically where's the salmon run where's the the lights meeting the earth whatever and when the guys talk the mountain echoes their voices because they had been hitting their heads so much they thought that it was another goat talking smack to them and then they just spend hours yelling at their own echoes cool concussion joke disney (laughs) pretty great Wow, Jesus. I can't even believe that. I think that's going to secure me the win. Like, I don't think you're going to be able to catch up now. That is ridiculous. I mean, I didn't get it like fully right, but enough to get the point. Five to three. The juxtaposition of saving both living brothers when one of them is actively trying to kill you is an incredible tension that built up over the course of this story. That being said, how many fish does Kenai catch over the course of this saga? <laughs> I, I think the answer is zero. Uh, we touched on this earlier, like, I don't think he can get the hang of it, and he has to rely on the kindness of the other bears, and it teaches us that bears are nicer than humans, because I would never give a panhandling bear a dollar. I would roll up my window right in the bear's face. Sounds right. Get a job, bear. What's your answer, Dave? I'm going to say one. I think he is having trouble throughout the entire middle of the movie and towards the end of the middle, right before we get back in there, he finally catches one and it's like big giant celebration and everyone's very excited for him. The answer is one. Damn it. Damn it. He Mm. caught it because Mm. it fell into his hand. (laughs) Classic. Classic. Uh, I I think Dave should only get a half a point there. (laughs) I mean, he didn't even catch any fish with his brothers at the beginning of the Uh, movie. Yeah. All right. All right. He can get the point. Five to four. Five to four. Is Edgar dead? Yep. <laughs> I'm going to say Edgar is not dead because that's the whole point of this movie. Nothing dies. It just becomes something else. Wow. Trying to trick me here. They, be- they die and become spirits. They're like ghosts. They're not dead. They're still the dead. Answer's not dead. <laughs> so at the salmon run, everyone is tossing. It's like hot potato. But basically, if you catch the salmon... It's half a salmon. If you catch the salmon piece, you have to tell, like, the most exciting thing that happened over the course of the last year since everybody had gotten together. And this older bear catches the fish, and she starts saying, This is the year I lost my husband, Edgar. And from the crowd, you hear, I'm right here, woman. Quit telling everybody I'm dead. (laughs) <laughs> we never see him but everybody turns to look he he exists yeah or that was someone pretending to be edgar <laughs> so that she would feel better about her life uh, if we if you never saw him then you don't know definitively if he's dead or six not. to four i'm saying no <laughs> hold on no 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 she specifically said we never see him everyone turns and th- they don't know where the, that but came if from. he's alive in the thoughts of the other bears he's still not dead. everyone okay. knows he's hey, there hey bro Hey, bro, hey, bro, when people die in this movie, they become spirits and they can still interact with the (laughs) earth and the world. So he could be dead and being spirit Edgar and fucking trolling his wife. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to die and troll my wife. (laughs) I'll be dead. But if you make a movie about me, you might not see me, but you might hear me. But it still means I'm dead. He's, right. he's not dead. Point. He's alive. He's Edgar's dead. alive. Six, six to You said four, you didn't see him. How do you six know? To six to four. We the, we the humans don't see him, but everyone at the Salmon Run can see him. Yeah. Six to four. Did, Question did number 12. Really oh, there you are, Edgar. Question number 12. Igor 
is a bear that we meet at the salmon run. And if Google Translate is to be believed, I know what he said was his most exciting story of the past year. What could it be? I think he saw a human fall like 200 feet to his death, and it was awesome. Wow. Dave, give me anything else. It's the story of my life. That's it. Wow. Amazing. Um, so he actually tells his story all in Croatian. I thought that it was Russian, but apparently the languages are very similar. He made his way from the Asian continent over to Canada, basically like where this story takes yep. place in an icy channel. He barely made it, which he found hilarious. Barely made it, yeah. I don't speak Croatian. Yeah. Another failure, I know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Kenai said that blank doesn't have anything to do with being a man. What is blank? Manhood. Talk about in the beginning how, you know, the whole totem and everything is manhood and everything. And he's realizing that he doesn't have to be a man to grow up. And, and this isn't another circumcision joke? No. <laughs> okay. No, I'm, I'm actually right there with you, Dave. I think it is. I think he says that being human doesn't have anything to do with being a man. You don't have to be human to be a man. That's it. I think I, I don't think there's anything funny about it. I think that's the answer. Kenai says, you really think love has anything to do with being a man? Because at one point, Tanana does say, oh, Kenai, love is the most precious of totems. It reveals itself in unexpected ways. Let love guide your actions. Then one day you'll be a man and we'll place your mark next to those of our ancestors. All right. Six to four with only a couple of bonus questions left. Feeling good. What is your favorite Phil Collins lyric? Sue, Sue, Sudio. I can feel it coming. <laughs> oh my God. Amazing. Good I job, think, guys. I think Dave gets that point. <laughs> okay, six to five. Oh boy. Mine is I see the path from this dark place. I see the future. Mm. Well, you really get the point, but. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. I don't know. Mine was pretty good. What's your favorite type of bear? I don't know if I can trust anyone in the in the human race who doesn't either say panda or koala. Oh. But I'm going to go panda because I just like their whole stees, just chilling and eating all day and not giving two shits. Yeah, there are a lot of good bears, but after much deliberation, you are you're very right, David. Uh, well, you're you're not very right. You're right. Pandas and polar came in second and third in that order polar is so just like the, it i imagine this in a way of like it which one of these bears would i want to be and polar is like cold no thanks you know yeah, no i like polar bears they're, they're number three though number two is definitely panda but both of them come way after the renowned koala bear i i know that they will fuck your shit up but they just look so cute i feel like they have the smallest chance of killing me because they're so little koalas Koala. do carry chlamydia yep that's i am surprised that you didn't I'm surprised that you didn't say teddy bear or gummy bear. My favorite is a speckled bear from South America, but that's neither here nor there. I think it it is funny, though, that, Michael, you mentioned polar bears because polar bears are notorious for staying clean. Yeah. They try to stay clean all the time. Can I ask why the speckled bear is your favorite bear? Because this thing is real funky looking. It looks like a Reese's. (laughs) It looks like a Reese's that's been in the sun too long and then was eaten by a sloth. Um, I would say hi and bring it snacks. So, 
Okay, deliberator, oh, deliberator. <laughs> Who gets the point? What is better, a koala or a panda? Mm, I think you both get a point. I will take that. So the final victory goes to me, seven to Took six. Took the easy way out, Kay. Ooh, yeah. Took the easy Ooh, way out. Ooh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Kay, for deliberating. You're welcome. Kay, it has been real, but it is time to get the show on the road so we can hit our center counts. Normally, we send our guests off. We give our center count scores, but screw it. You're an OG. Woo. Why don't you stick around for center counts and then get the heck out of here? Center <laughs> counts! I give Brother Bear four paw prints out of five. Well, you got to give it something out of seven. This is another thing you should have known, Kay. Done out of seven since then. Since I give it six five. spirits. Six spirits out of seven. Six out of seven. Because I mean, it could have been longer. <laughs> That's a great answer. <laughs> so great that answer. means my wife gives my penis a six out of seven because it could have been longer. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> I'm not a size queen. You can ask any of my partners, any of my ex-partners. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's a six out of seven because it could have been longer. I think also in that in that uh, last point that it lost, they could have used, you know, more native voice actors. Okay, I agree with that. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to base this off of the ends that we saw, and I'm going to give it... Uh, I'm going to go three and a half out of seven. Between a three and a four. I mean, and it's just real bummers, man. It's just bummers. Lots of people dying. Lots of not very funny things. I know that typically with Disney movies, especially, they do have a formula. And that formula is do something bad in the in the first 15 minutes to create drama. Then the middle is funny. And then the end, you learn something and there's a moral of the story and and all that. So a lot of times with Disney movies, if we cover them on our show, we miss all of the funny parts that I would enjoy. So yeah, based on what we saw, I'll give it a three and a half, but I would imagine if the middle kind of leveled out the the bummer deaths on either end, then then I would probably be closer to a five. The middle is so good. Remember well, though, that last time... We wouldn't be able to watch the good part of it. Be- honestly, because... It's a win against the patriarchy, just getting you two white men to be able to watch this movie in the first place. That's true. What did Rotten Tomatoes give it, Michael? 37. I give it a 37 out of 100. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Block your ears. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, Oh boy. I'm giving this a three out of seven. Oh, even Mm -hmm. worse. You want to take away some of those points from earlier, Kay? I'd understand. (laughs) When we did our center consumed episode for Patreon for Encanto earlier this season, I went over my scoring for Disney movies. The three things you base it on are how does it look, how are the songs, and the plot. I know that traditionalists are going to want to kick me in the shins, but I think this thing looks boring as shit. It's so flat and sloppy. Like, you could tell me this thing came out in 1982, and I would have no way of proving you wrong. Except maybe that Tina Turner and Phil Collins sounded too old for this to be 1982. Like, that's it. Otherwise, like, this could easily have come out in 1982. There was a small, a short window of time for Disney movies where they were, like, trying to stay with the traditional artistry, but also putting CGI in a little here and there. So it was like the caribou stampede scene felt so out of place because the... The background looks like Bob Ross painted it in a it TV looked, show in like the, the whole background and the characters looked like a classic Disney movie, but then the caribou yeah. were like animated and 3D 
and it just felt very out of place. So that's how it looked. The songs, we heard, I think, just two songs in the ends. The Teener Turner one is good in a vacuum, but when you consider the fact that it's basically just the same formula as Circle of Life, but just a not as good version, uh, like Asavania for life, way better than... Th- like, this one was good. I like the Teener Turner song, but it's just, it's Circle of Life, but not as good. So... The third point for scoring is plot. And I think that's mm. probably the best of the three things here, like out of the how it looks, the songs and the plot. But we get like zero of the plot. We get the important part at the beginning of Sitka dying. But then dude's just, it, it's just a bear fighting with another bear kid and then deciding he wants to be a bear forever. Yeah, we miss the whole like Kenai learning yeah. that like how to be compassionate. And we, like, yeah. we didn't even see him get turned into a bear. Right. Okay. Yeah. The story building happened in the middle. Yeah, I feel like I'm actually kind of being nice by giving it three points based on all of that. But I think some of it's because I have a soft spot for Native Americans and ancient Alaska dwellers. So I don't know, I feel like a jerk, but I can see why this has a 37 on Rotten Tomatoes, at least from the ends. Okay, please don't come to my house and murder me. I won't, even though I know where you live. (laughs) That was very ominous. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very scary. Kay, we appreciate you. Do you want the listeners to do anything or go anywhere? I guess if you want to listen to more of my voice or more of my hot takes, you can always listen to Michael's old podcast because <laughs> I sent in a lot of letters. There's the old uh, Letter Kenny episode of Whack Brackets, which is no more. There's my interview on the Stress, Depressed, and Anxious podcast. That episode is called Call Recorded for Quality Assurance. Uh, Trigger warning for that. Apparently, Michael was very distraught listening to my interview. I think that was a hard one for a few people. And then my now-ended podcast with my sister, which is still available on Spotify. That's called Unearthed Gems. Yeah. I don't know. Be nice to people. Be fucking nice to people. There's a good call to action. Love it. Yeah. Okay, you are the best. Thank you so much for giving us your time and ears that have dicks and penises on them. Yeah, you're good, welcome. Good inside joke for our listeners. <laughs> They're earrings. On. They're earrings, people. I'm not gross. I mean, He's I'm gross. gross. Buy from local artists who make earrings ah, into penises and vaginas. So good call to actions. You're the best, Kay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Nice. Bye, guys. Dave, Kay is the best. Oh, she is. She's just wonderful. Yeah. With, this is weird because we've already done our center counts. I don't even like what do we, we do? what do we do now? What we, all we like brother bears done. Yeah. Now we just need to talk about what's happening next. Well, next coming out September twentieth, coming at you with season one of Suits, an older one, but we want to do it. I don't remember why. We're just gonna. It's because it's like popular on Netflix right now, mm. which is weird because it's from the USA Channel from like ten years ago. Sometimes streaming just gets those old shows. Meghan Markle's in it. Yeah, that's something. Something that's definitely. I didn't something. know who she was. Also, Gus from Psych is in it. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. But I am excited, and you should be too. Please come back in two weeks and hang out with us for suits. Mm -hmm. We'd love to see you. And stay hydrated, folks. Like the difference between the size of my penis and a brown bear's penis, it's always better in the center.